Love and Watches is a podcast for male and female watch lovers alike. Perpetual Girl and Ranch Racer are a watch-crazy wife and husband team, bringing you the latest in news, gossip, controversy, and anything else that matters in the world of watches. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey, watch fam, this is Ranch Racer. And this is Perpetual Girl, and welcome to another edition of Love and Watches. This is episode 26, which I think a lot of you guys out there thought it would never happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, It's been well, a while since we recorded. It has, but it is our 26th episode, and we have a little anniversary. We have uh, a lot of, well, a cu- couple of anniversaries, right? We've been doing the podcast for over a year now. Just over a year. April was, uh, was the one-year anniversary of the show. Mid-April? Yep. And... Yep. What else do we have? So today is our wedding anniversary. So Woo-hoo. that's another important anniversary. So that's fun. Uh, it's it's, been, it's uh, Mother's Day too. And it's Mother's Day. Yeah, it's uh, Sunday, May 12th. So big day for the podcast and for us. And man, we're really excited to be recording again. It's been a tough, uh, tough couple months here. Just busy with life and it happens and this is a hobby for us. So Life sucks. I a, hate that life gets in the way actually, of what we really love it, to do. It's not that bad. It's actually, a, we have a good life and we're happy. But um, things we, do get pretty busy. It, it, things do get busy and we are determined to get back to the weekly shows. So mm-hmm. we're going to get this one delivered and then as soon as we have the opportunity, we're going to get the next one in the can. Uh, maybe even get a couple in the can so they're ready to get published. Yeah. Uh, we like to try to do them just before they get published, just so they're very timely. But you know, sometimes like we've just been experiencing this this issue where we just can't get the two of us together for an hour right. to sit down and record. You've so. been on the road a lot lately, yeah. so it's yep. So that's your real job, and this is a hobby again. So yeah, so maybe we can get a few episodes recorded over the next uh, the next couple weeks, and and just, just so we've got some. Or just try to make appointments to do it. Could always, we could always, I could always take excerpts from some podcasts and we could play the best of Love and Watches like a lot of shows do. <laughs> like the Brady Bunch. <laughs> yeah, the best of. But uh, yeah, so we're we're back with you guys again. It's Mother's Day. Happy, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Including animal mothers. Animal Those mothers, people mothers, whatever kind of mother you are. Um <clears throat> Happy Mother's Day, and and again, this is our anniversary. So, PG, happy anniversary! You too. It's been eighteen short years. Wow, eighteen. We're coming up on twenty. We're getting there. So, what are we talking about today? It's kind of a random. Well, it started out being random, and it kind of turned into a little bit of structure. Yeah. Um, we'll do a little news, and we're going to do a what's in the collection. Yeah, part so we've three. done a couple of those. This is number three. This will be what's in the collection part three. Um, My, mine actually has a theme. Mine does too for the first time. And mine's uh, on the more affordable side. So I think that'll be fun. Cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, in, ter- in terms of news, we're going to, I think we're going to stay away from like the, the typical industry news that we were trying to cover. There's so many, I mean, you guys get bombarded if you're really into watches that, well, if you're listening to a watch podcast, you're probably really into watches, which means <clears throat> you're probably keeping up with all the news, all the releases. Uh, you know, you get bombarded with that stuff on all the channels, whether it's on blogs, on other podcasts, whatever it might be. So you don't need to get that from us. Um, Unless it's something that really tickles <clears throat> us. 
Well, or if it's something that's really in the theme of the show, we'll, we'll talk about it. But we don't want to bore you guys. We want to get into the fun stuff and, and have a good time with this. And we don't want to just be another watch channel that, that delivers the same news, uh, you know, because everyone that's in this industry, including us, we get, we all get the same press releases and show, then show releases. Yeah. And then every blog, every podcast covers it. And we're going to, we don't need to do that. That's, they all do a really good job. So they do a great job. And honestly, it kind of bores me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's important to keep up. So it's important to keep up and stay relevant, but that's not what we're about. We're not about watch news. We're about in the enjoyment of watches for everybody, all shapes and sizes, all budgets, all budgets, all genders, doesn't matter. That's what this podcast is all about. And just having a good time. So yeah, uh, we don't want to get too serious. We want to keep it fun and light and, <clears throat> and just enjoy the hobby. And, and that's important for me because in the last, I don't know, in the last four or five months, maybe kind of leading up to Basil and just since, you know, and just up until a couple of weeks ago, I was really kind of down on the industry. I know that came through in our last podcast. I was pretty negative on Basil. And I think you made some people cry. I, I, I don't know if I made people cry, I but did. No, we I'm got, saying. we did get some people that commented, Hey, what's wrong? You guys are really are you negative. Right? And, but you know, at the same time, I'll stand behind what I said, because I'm going to call it like I see it. Nothing's if I think perfect, it's junk, right? if I think yeah. it's overdone, I'm going to say that, um, it's but we do want to try to keep Correct. it up, being positive. Yeah. But you're going to hear our opinions, period. That's what we're here to do. So um, anyway, I was kind of down on the industry, but I'm feeling better and getting back into it and really enjoying all my watches again. We've we've picked up some new watches since the last podcast. We've got some watches in for review well, just that's what uh, I was a couple just days mention. ago. You just, you Go just, for it. You just that's, that's what I was leading in. Rained on my parade. <laughs> no, I didn't say the brand. I was I leading was... in. So it's all you. <laughs> well... The news that I do want to talk about, not industry news, but news for us, is that um, I worked with our contact at Hamilton, and she's sent over, uh, in the process of sending over three different models, 2019 models, two of them are quartzes, and one is an automatic, and that one's going to come a couple weeks later, but um, we're pretty excited about it, because we actually got one set in, so far, beautiful, and I don't want to say too much, because we're going to review them. But um, I'm excited. I'm really impressed with Hamilton this year. They've done a really nice job of putting out some really pretty pieces. So I, I've always been impressed with with the brand just in general. They're an affordable Swiss brand, originally American. And what strikes me is the quartz pieces are really, really nice. And okay, so let me ask you. A lot of people don't li don't even look at quartzes in the co uh, collecting. Is the plural area. of quartz quartz or quartzes? Do you know? Because I, I you say it both. I usually say quartz, whether it's singular quartz or pieces. plural. I don't know. Quartz pieces. If any of you know, let it, if any of you English majors out there know the correct correct pronunciation, let you'd us have know. to have the correct modifiers in your sentence. Yeah, and you're you're quite the English. <laughs> uh, you know that stuff. So, um, so anyway, we're. I did. I wanted to cover a couple things. Well, there's one thing in particular I wanted to cover that maybe I'll do that now, unless you have something else you want to cover first. Uh, I was thinking a couple thank yous. Okay. Just like little shout outs. Oh, cool. And That's always fun. As I sit here and hold my leather planner, it, you write in it. It's one of these uh, journal type things. And it isn't the, the fancy uh, original name brand, but it's a very nice planner. And I've been using this a lot the last few months. And I wanted to thank Plans Stuff. I think, I think his name is Jason. But he's really into all the bullet journaling. I don't know if 
any of you know what that means, but it's um, what is what it's does like it mean? A diary. I don't know what it means. It's a diary, and you can track whatever you want. So I track things that are pertinent to me. Um, it's kind of like when you were little and you had a diary and it had a lock on it. Mm-hmm. A lot of girls remember those, and it's like oh, I saw Stephen at the lunch counter today, and he said my hair looked pretty and then when you turn 50 it's i took this many milligrams of my blood pressure medicine (laughs) and had this many hot flashes went to the doctor this week and all my doctor's appointments killing me my my surgery my sciatica chemo and oh my liver nice so i don't mean a little bit different i didn't mean to go into a stand-up bit but um you can write anything in here and there's inserts and all kinds of really you know great stuff it doesn't go in the cloud so you can't get to it but for me it's in my purse. It's cool looking. Write... It looks really old school. The leather yeah. all worn and stuff. And I got it on Amazon. I can't remember the brand name, but it's it's the generic version. So thank you, Mr. Plans Stuff. Did he, he inspired you to do that? He did. Oh, that's cool. He did. And then let's see. Someone else just did. Um, I can't pronounce this. Fajinistic. F-A-I-G-E-N-I-S-T-I-C. I had liked a whole bunch of their posts, so they did a little story with this little 80s guy dancing, and it, oh, it really made me laugh, so I thought that was really <laughs> cute. Um, and then this last week, we had our local watch get together, our group. Red Bar Sack, go and Red Bar Sack. It's, uh, it's growing. It is. We've got quite a few new members. Yeah. Really, really nice guys. No girls yet. We need to get the girls out. Yeah, you're still the only I'm female. Trying. I'm trying. Um There was one new guy, Jason. Hello, Jason. And his wrist size is the same as mine, just like Paolo. So I have a little club that I You guys had the the little small wrist sub-red bar sack meeting over there, I saw. And he learned about our podcast from our buddies at Two Broke Watch Snobs. How great is that? Yeah. and He hasn't listened yet. He said he was going to. Oh, cool. And and speaking of which, I wanted to give a huge shout out to Mike and Kaz over at Two Broke Watch Knobs. They hit 10,000 followers on Instagram. It's a huge, huge milestone. Uh, We'll we'll probably never get there. I don't even think we're at 1,000 followers yet. Instagram's gotten really tough. I'm at almost 2,000 and our love and watches is like 400. So I don't understand. No, we're at eight something, I think. But I mean, I... Like we've always said, we try not to measure our success based on the number of Instagram followers we have because we have a huge amount of plays um, of the podcast and we'll probably start doing some giveaways based around that. But I just wanted to give those guys a huge shout out because not only did they inspire our podcast, they continue to just be a great podcast to listen to. Um, you know, go over to their Patreon page. That's how they're growing their their business. And uh, as a matter of fact, we we are a Patreon member of theirs and uh, mainly just because I love the show. I listen to it in the car when I'm commuting and, uh, they're just a lot of fun. Uh, not a show you would want to listen to with the family, with the kids in the car. It's not, uh, not rated G, but still a ton of fun. And again, they, they inspired us to, to do what we're doing. So huge congratulations to Mike and Kaz. That's a really big deal. And I'm super happy for them. And we're going to keep supporting, supporting their show. And we really enjoy watching it grow. So good job guys. And thanks for mentioning us too. That's really sweet. Yeah, they're always giving us shout outs and we kind of consider them like they consider us like their sister podcast and vice versa. So still would love to do an episode oh, with them. It's something so that fun. Kaz and I are constantly talking about. It's just trying to get it all pulled together 
is, is a challenge. But one of these days, hopefully it'll happen. So. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, you and I have had a few weeks now that we haven't recorded and tried to coordinate with yeah, other people. But exactly. Hopefully that'll happen. And they were just out here last week for wind up. And unfortunately, we were not able to get together with them. But uh, I know they got together with several of you guys that were that were at Wind Up, and it sounds like you all had a great time. So that's cool. Um, Speaking of them, yeah, I did a watch fast, so I'll talk about oh. that later. Okay, because one of your one of my what's in the collection watches is that that watch. Yeah, so that's, that's why perfect. I put it. Well, that's not quite part of the theme. My theme is actually has an element of Seiko in every watch, mm. but the the. The watch fast watch I'll do as a watch fast topic. Well, let's uh, let's close the show with that. Okay. Okay. Got it. Perfect. Okay. So, okay. I had one other thing that I wanted to cover, and then we'll get into the the watches, which is why you guys are listening. But um, I've had a lot of people reach out to me on Instagram uh, individually over over direct message, asking me about the peacock. So for those of you that don't haven't listened to all the shows, there was a show that we mentioned a peacock in a long, long time ago. It was, I don't even it was remember kinda, the context. I don't remember the episode. I don't. It was something around the peacock saving my life, and that's why a lot of people reached out and they're like, "What? What does that mean? What are you even talking about?" So rather than answer everyone individually, I figured I would just talk about it really quick on the show, so you all know, and then we can move on from the peacock. So we're uh, going to keep it simple because I'm not a fan of the story. Yeah, there's still a little uh, PTSD, PTSD on, on PG's <clears throat> side of the house. But anyway, so what happened was, uh, this was probably six, seven years ago, not too long after we moved here. And I have a, a shop that's just down the hill from our from the house here on the property where I, you know, one of my passions, one of my hobbies is working on cars. So He's a tinkerer. Yeah, so I had, we have a big Ford F-350, you know, the big one-ton dually truck, dual rear wheels in the back. Yeah, it's that's, it's that's, our big hauler. I call it my horsey truck. It 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 hauls, you know, horse trailers today. It used to haul uh, race car trailers when I was racing cars. Um, so anyway, I had this thing backed into the shop and I was installing a, a gooseneck hitch in the bed. And for those of you that don't know, it's basically just a ball hitch that is mounted in the center of your bed. And, and that's where the trailer attaches to similar to a fifth wheel, but it's, it's just a basic trailer ball in the middle of your bed. And I was installing this thing, had the back end up jacked up. I had jack stems under the back end. I had the jack under, um, the I think I had the jack under the pumpkin, pumpkin. which is the rear, uh, differential. And then I had the rear tires under each disc brake. So, I mean, I really, I'm always about safety. Do I do everything to promote safety and be safe in the shop? So I'm underneath there with the torque wrench, and I'm trying to torque this. this You're almost mount. done, right? I'm almost done with the with the thing. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm just finishing the last few bolts, torquing them down to like 250 foot pounds. So I've got this big torque wrench. I've got my feet kind of up in the. I'm on my back with my feet kind of up, bracing myself, and I'm torquing this thing down. 250 foot pounds or 300 foot pounds, whatever it was, is a lot of torque. And I actually pulled this truck down on top of myself. So the next thing I know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm torquing this thing down. And all of a sudden, the next thing I realize, it happens so quick, you don't even know what's happening. Um, I've got the rear axle is laying on my right thigh and the right brake disc is on my left shin. Basically, I'm really lucky that that's where it landed, not on my chest or anywhere else vital and I was stuck under this thing for a while so 
I'm, meanwhile, the air conditioner's on inside the house, and I'm up here with your mom. And we oh, that's right. We my didn't mom hear was a here. thing. We didn't hear a thing. And, and I, I'm I yelling kept texting and screaming you. at the top of my voice. I was texting you, where are you? Come up, yep. come up. And uh, your phone was on the other side yeah. of the shop. Safety point. I had left my phone on a shelf. I never do that anymore. It's always in my pocket on me somehow. So the only thing I could reach was a crowbar. So I'm literally beating the side of the truck to try to get somebody's attention. And a couple properties over, there were some folks we hadn't met yet. And this gal goes out to check on her peacocks. She was looking for the cat. Cat was on top of the peacock hutch. Oh, okay. Whatever it was, she was out with the peacocks. And no, it was, it was, she heard the peacocks peacocks. making a noise because the cat was, so they're fussing. So she goes out to check on their, their pet peacocks and here's something in the, here's this, you know, banging in the distance thinking it's, she listened and she actually thought I had locked you in the barn and we were having a lover's tip. Yeah. That was hilarious. So she thought some, someone had locked their significant other in the barn (laughs) or something. But anyway, so she tells her husband, you you might want to check on this. And he came over, found me. Um, lifted the truck off me and then I ended up in the hospital for many days and so anyway it's kind of a scary episode I was very lucky to I still have my legs that was a big concern and and all that stuff so the the ambulance couldn't find our property because we're not on GPS that's right so get yourself a county sign with numbers or put a giant painted rock up at the top of your street or put a landmark somewhere so that they can find you yeah so anyway that's why you heard me say that the peacock saved my life. Because if she hadn't gone outside to check on her loud peacock, she wouldn't have heard me. Mm-hmm. You guys weren't hearing me because of the wind, the wind direction that you see was I, going. I would eventually come down, but it may have been a bad scene. So, well, I was I was minutes, Great. seconds away from passing out. I was, you know, just I was gone. So, anyway. That is how a peacock saved my life. And now I'm really stressed. You all know, and now we can move on. And since then, I've put a professional two-post lift in my shop. I don't lie under vehicles with jack stands anymore. So uh, even though I was following all the safety precautions, things can still happen. So just always be ready. Always have a plan should something happen. Keep your phone. If I'd had my phone with you, with me. Yeah, it would have been fine. You'd been down in, in 30 seconds. So that was a really good lesson for me. I don't ever leave my phone. So anyway, yeah, so it was a happy ending. It was a very happy ending. And, you know, uh, yeah, I I agree, guys. That was a really kind of strange way to go about getting permission to buy a two post lift from PG. (laughs) But hey, I got the buy off after that and got my two post lift. So honestly, I don't even like you putting cars on that thing. Yeah, but it's super safe. Um, It doesn't matter. Huge concrete pillars under it. I know. You know, all kinds of safety locks. But I still take every safety precaution double and triple check at all the times so um yeah, keep you just, your phone with you or a two-way radio yep just got to be safe so anyway it turned out turned out fine but that's how a peacock saved my life so with that i think we're going to get into this and what we'll probably do is i'll go first and then we'll end with that one okay. where you can talk about your watch fast does that make sense yep cool and i'm just trying to take a deep breath after right. that lovely story, but happy Actually, ending. and before we get into the actual watches, we've got to do wrist checks. Okay. So why don't you do your wrist sure. check? Sure. My wrist check is, uh, I posted it recently. It's a SKX 007. A special a SKX special 007. One. It's got the 7S26 movement in it. And it originally started out as um, 
a black dial black bezel sort of the it's, it's their quintessential sub- affordable yeah. diver from, so it's their from diver Seiko. it's got a jubilee band which we may change to an oyster at some point possibly but yeah. um it's an homage to the explorer 2 because now, what do you mean by that how did it become well, an homage to the explorer 2 um, ranch racer was so sweet to buy a bunch of different parts to modify this watch so it's got a stainless steel um bezel that I can use as a second time zone. It's got a 12 hour bezel. It's got a, a plain, uh, shiny stainless interior, uh, the bezel insert. Yeah, it's a 12 insert. hour bezel insert. And then inside the watch has the white dial. It's got Mercedes hands, uh, a red second hand and the, what do you call it? Is that a rehot? Yeah. A shiny, it's shiny? just a shiny stainless yeah. reflective rehot. And the bezel does rotate. It has a coin edge, unlike mm-hmm. the Explorer 2, but this way I can yep. turn it. and To track a second time zone, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah. And it's um, 42 millimeters, but it looks great. It looks awesome. It just looks like I a love cool, it. beefy diver. And I love the Jubilee band. However, I think to make it more of an homage to the Explorer, we could experiment with uh, yeah. an oyster. And it's a little rattly. It's a little it's got that kind of Jacob yeah. Marley thing going on, which is so <laughs> it's so typical kind of, of the, a rattly band. Yeah. It's pretty. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and it's a wonderful watch and it adjusts well. It has micro adjustments and it just looks great. And it's got it's even I know the Explorer doesn't have the three six nine numbers on it, but I, I'm fond of that. So Yeah. Um, no, I I I'm so well the the original Explorer had the three six nine. The Explorer two doesn't. Your original Explorer oh, yeah. One has a three six nine dial. The Explorer Correct. Two doesn't. Yes, but yeah, it was it was fun, and you've already posted that on Instagram. Um, watch modding is a big thing, especially with this SKX 007. There are several sites that you can buy dials and really bezels cool. and hands, and you know, pretty much anything. This all started because I had bought a used SKX 007 that had already been modded. Uh, I bought that off of someone on Watch Freaks several years ago and you took it apart i took it apart immediately i was going to mod it and i bead blasted the case but i don't have something i want to add to my watch tool collection is a polishing wheel i didn't have that yet so i'm like well i could yeah i could spend three or four hundred bucks five hundred bucks on a nice polishing wheel set or i could just go buy a brand new skx 007 from ended up buying it from market at long island watch and then mod that one and so that's what i ended up doing so the original one i bought is still sitting in pieces um which i i will eventually do something with i'll do a mod for myself but uh, this one i bought for you and it's awesome i love it and it was a lot of fun to to modify uh, the parts came from three different sites, so there's stuff everywhere, and I was looking for very specific, you know, I was looking for that specific Explorer 2 vibe, so I had to go to different sites to get all the the pieces and the parts that I wanted, but I'm super happy with how it turned out. I think Me it too. Out really I thought it was cool. really sweet that you made it for me too. It was a lot of fun, and it just, you know, <clears throat> just gives me even more experience working with watches. And Well, it's just so neat to, you know, think that, well, I even looked at the Explorer 2. And we mm-hmm. had that not so good experience and I almost yeah. bought it, but it, uh, we weren't quite in agreement with the salespeople. So yep. we walked away from that one Yep. and I've kind of thought about it since then and haven't actively looked for it because it's a right. lot of money. And you know, with this, this is totally giving me my fix. It's really awesome. great for, you know, I think the total, did you even put $400 into this? Well, the watch itself was a little over 200 bucks on sale and then. 
I don't know the parts. Yeah, I mean the parts and pieces were another couple hundred bucks, probably. I mean it's got a sapphire crystal, right? So right. I upgraded the crystal as well from the mineral to a sapphire. So yeah, I mean it's probably I have between four and five hundred in it. So but as, as compared, compared to a six thousand dollar, yeah, more of a vintage Explorer two. Yeah, you were looking for the red dot, the the red the hand. smaller case. Yeah. yeah, the forty millimeter. So and this actually even being forty two, the the way it's shaped, it's working. Yep. So can you hear yeah. me okay, babe? Yeah, I can hear okay. you. Yeah. So that's that. Cool. I don't know. That's that... a lot of fun. It yeah. was that was a great great wrist check and I had a lot of fun doing it. So very cool. All right. Is it my turn? I think so. Okay. I am wearing a watch. It's one of the new arrivals that you guys haven't heard of. And uh, we actually yet. have his and her versions. We did buy his and hers. This is a watch I did a preview piece on over a year ago on, on wristwatch review. Yeah, I did. That's quite a while ago. Um, And I got to know that one of the owners a little bit. It's, it's a brother, two brothers uh, that, that run this company out of Oslo, Norway. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's called Alexander Vanacci. And it's kind of the, it's kind of the, the Gerald Genta esque case, you know, the octagon shaped case. Um, So like, it kind of gives you that feeling of like a, what the Royal Oak or the, um, Gerard Perigo, the Gerard Perigo. What's the name of that one? That's terrible that I'm, I've tried it on. So have I. <laughs> terrible. We're not professionals people. The Laureato. It's the yes, Gerard Perigo Laureato. So anyway, it's that kind of seventies. It's got the octagon case shape. And then the bezel is, a. Uh, Stands off at 45 degrees and this round. The case itself is 42 millimeter, but the bezel is 38. It's just a great size. Yours is um, 36 millimeter with a 32 millimeter bezel or 34 millimeter bezel. So that one's super cool. Oh, you're going to go grab it. Uh, So I got the black dial. Uh, It's a very simple, straightforward three-hander. It's got nice race indices. We're going to probably do a a video review on these two. Um, not a lot of writing on the dial. You got the white dial 36. I got the black dial. It came with some leather. Um, Mine came with a brown croc, really like a croc stamped leather. It's beautiful. Really. I'm really yeah. more impressed than I thought. There was, so we got these on Kickstarter. They retail for anywhere from 649 up to 750, depending on whether you get the gold plated case and uh, the gold plated bracelet or if you get a you know the stainless steel case and the 30s and the the italian suede which i got a couple italian suede straps which they're okay but i ended up putting on a barton soft barton leather uh that i kind of a suede that i really i think it looks great on it they had a milanese option i got the milanese yeah you got the milanese so did they just have a bunch of different options love you know again the watches that we cover on this show we really we look for specific. We don't. We're not just gonna. We're not just gonna cover anything, right? And we like these because it's one of the few micro brands that came out with two sizes of the same watch, which is fantastic because they reach a lot more people. So again, they come in thirty six and forty. I got the forty black dial. Really love it. Uh, we'll put pictures up on the website, obviously, for you guys. But um, just really enjoying it. It's just a nice, straightforward. And we paid less than half of what what retail is because we got them on Kickstarter. So they came with some, uh, mine came with a Perlon. 
strap. Yeah, they have a purlon strap option. The ladies, 18 millimeter, but it's still too big for my wrist. I've got to figure out the how Perlon, to use that. I have a yeah. tough time with NATOs. I really do. Yeah, it's just too long for you, and that's that's unfortunate. But I mean, there's the other purlons. The leather's there. pretty, and the Milanese looks really good. Yes, it does. Sometimes Milanese is tough because you have that negative space in the lugs between the case. Right. But this one works really good with the design. It's simple and. Yeah, it's a very straightforward, basic design, but I love the octagonal case. Me I mean, too. That's something that we've both wanted for a while. And after I did the preview piece, we're like, we got to buy these. They're really mm-hmm. cool. So anyway, just kind of fit the theme of the show and we bought them. So we'll be, uh, again, we'll be doing probably a, probably a video review and maybe a, a full write-up as well. So watch for that. All right. Okay. Wrist check's done. With that, I'm going to get into my first, okay. my first what's in the collection piece. So... I'm going to bring up some info here. So back in, well, back in the early 60s, one, one of our favorite brands, uh, originally an American brand, Bulova, now I believe owned by Citizen, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Bulova was a huge American brand, tons of history in this country. I mean, along with you know Ford and GM and all these other historic, they kind of shaped America, right? A lot of these early brands. Uh, no longer owned by an American entity, but still based in New York, I think, and uh, owned by Citizen. But, uh, you know, in the early 60s, they started making a diver that up till that point, most divers were 300 millimeters, or I'm sorry, 300 meter depth rating. Is that right? 100 meter depth meaning. So 300 feet, 100 meters. I'm just like, I will oh. get it. <laughs> So in the late 60s, they released uh, a watch that was rated at 666 feet, which is, it's significant, right? Because most watches at the time were rated at 300 feet. So this one, that's more than double. There were a few that were rated at 600, but this one was 666 feet. And for those of you that are religious, even those of you that are not, uh, you'll know that 666 is what is it called? The mark of the beast or something in the it Bible? Is. It is. Yeah, it's so not it's good. like the symbol of the devil, right? So this thing, we don't look at it that way though for the watch. Well, <laughs> the whole point is it got the nickname devil diver and that stuck and it really became a marketing ploy. It, it was originally designed to do that, right? They wanted this devil diver thing to catch on. And so that's where, that's where this watch came from. In the early 70s, they came out with uh, a cushion case, um, compressor style, right? So compressor, we've talked about this before. As you go deeper, it's designed all the, like the case back and the crystal and everything are designed to compress onto the case and make it even more watertight. So they came out with the, the compressor style and it was a black dial, I believe, with the first 15 minutes on the unidirectional bezel were red. And then they came out with a, with one that was orange and it has a crosshair dial, really cool looking watch. And the, the indexes are round and they're kind of three dimensional and they look like little 3d crystals. They're like little cup, like little, um, clear white hockey pucks. Yep. So they came out with that one and then they came out with an orange one in the, in 70, I want to say it was in 1972. Uh, and we actually found an original orange one from our friend buying on time on Instagram. And who, it's the smaller one. The yeah. Smaller so, size. well, so that's the, the point here is that this new one, uh, in 2018, they re-released the oceanographer devil diver, uh, in a, 
the the black dial with the black and red bezel like that was a 44 millimeter good size 15 millimeter thickness this is a beefy watch it has a miyota automatic movement but as part of the release they released you guessed it 666 of the original orange dial in 40 millimeter 13 millimeter uh thickness with a ooh, i want to say it's a salita uh, SW210, I think it doesn't say in here, but I believe it's a Salita SW210 movement. Uh, so the only difference between this one and the original is the original was day date, but they had some issues in production with the day on this new, the re-release for 2018. So they had to pull the day. So this is a date only. Uh, that's the only difference. It's the same case size. It's the same shape. It's the same indices. I mean, it's the same kind of short hands, which a lot of, it drives a lot of people crazy, but because of the raised indices, the minute hand can only go to just short of the indices, which means the hour hand has to be even shorter. Mm -hmm. So, so that's why that's the reason for the short hands on this thing. Uh, but a lot, so what I wanted to do, because I'm going to tell you a little bit about how I came about getting this watch and, and the story behind that. But I wanted to read you guys an excerpt from a book that came out last year called Bulova, A History of Firsts. And it's a really, it's a gorgeous high-end, you know, for lack of a better term, it's a coffee table book. <laughs> um, but it doesn't go into, it's not super detail-oriented. You're not going to figure out which reference. If you're looking for a vintage Bulova, you're not going to have get a bunch of reference numbers and stuff. This is more around where Bulova was a leader in the market in terms of innovation whether it be their the technical piece of their watches or how the watches were marketed. You know, they were the first to do a live television commercial, the first brand ever to do a live television wow. commercial. So that was a big deal. So I'm going to take, um, I don't know, three or four minutes and just read this to you guys because I, I have a copy of this book and I'm going to talk about how I got the copy and I've kind of already mentioned it. So let me crank this out. <clears throat> Uh, all right, so here we go. So this is first to dive with the devil, the Bulova six 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 quote devil diver. Uh, Two hundred meters is a long way down when you're scuba diving. It was in it was even more so in 1961. At that time, the deepest anyone had ever gone was 133 meters, and strange things happened to a man at that depth. Nitrogen in the compressed air becomes narcotic. And even ordinary oxygen becomes toxic. It is said that hell is a hot and fiery place, but it's more likely that the devil d dwells deep in the dark waters. Maybe this is why Bulova chose to set the depth rating of its first dive watch at 666 feet. That happens to be the equivalent of 203 meters, but also more ominously, it's the so-called number of the beast in the Bible's book of Revelation. Bulova's dive watches would retain this depth rating for almost two decades earning each the nickname the Devil Diver. Scuba was in its early days in 1961, when Bulova introduced its first purpose-built underwater watch with a compressor case, which I've already talked about, supplied by the Swiss, Swiss company Irvine, Irvin Piquerez S.A., who originally developed that compressor-style case. This case style, used by several watch companies in the 60s, was designed to seal more tightly as water pressure increased. While the standard compressor case was rated to 600 feet, Bulova pushed its limit to 666 feet, a healthy measure of assurance for any diver, recreational or otherwise. This goes on and talks a lot more about it, but I wanted to just read that that kind of first piece 
So the one that we bought, the original orange dial, was 1972. The year of your birth. The year of my birth. So we actually have a birth watch for me. And this watch that I have in my hand is modeled after that. When this was announced last year, I went to our local Bulova dealer, who also happens to be our Rolex dealer that we had purchased some pieces from. Uh, and Randy and Matt, Matt and Matt's the manager. Randy's the assistant manager at, at Devon's Jewelers in Roseville. And I went to Randy and said, hey, I've got to have this. Can you talk to your Bulova rep? I want to get one of the first ones. Sure, no problem. So he talked to his rep and every couple months he'd, you know, give me an update. Hey, according to the rep, you're still going to get one of the first pieces. Cool. No problem. Now, before I had talked to Randy, one, 30 of the 666 were allocated to a website called Analog Shift. They're, uh, they do um, vintage resale, vintage watch resale. And they're the, one, they're the reason that this watch was reissued because they held um, not a contest, but they did a poll of their, their followers on Instagram and readers of their website. And they listed three different Bulova vintage watches. And they said, which one would you guys like to see reissued? And this is the one that, that won that contest or that poll. So Analog Shift got 30 of these with a special case back. And it also came with a the NATO, NATO, a black, a, a custom Stripe, black, yeah. white, and orange NATO. They sold out in minutes. So when I contacted them that same day they got, they got announced, they'd already sold out. And I never heard back. So in the meantime, while I'm waiting for the watch to come to Devon's, I get an email from Analog Shift saying, hey, we had someone drop out. Number 30. Do you want, I think it was, I want to say it was 32. I don't have the watch in front of me. The first 10 were allocated to Bulova executives and stuff. And, and then you know. there were, I thought so there were 30-ish 11 issues. to 40, oh, 40 were I'm the sorry. 30 uh, special for Analog Shift. And I, I'm like, yeah, why? I mean, heck yeah, I'll take it. So... I was now on the list to get two of these things. The reason I have the book, the book is 175 bucks on Amazon. I wasn't going to spend that kind of money for a book. When Bulova had struggled to get the day to work with this design and they had to pull the day off, they decided to give all, all 30 of us who were going to get the analog shift special version, a free copy of of Bulova, a history of first. So is it signed by anybody? It's not signed, but it's a free, co- it came with the watch when mm-hmm. I got the analog shift version. So long story short, I ended up with a free copy of that book that I just read that excerpt for you guys and two of these watches. So the one I wear is the kind of the standard limited edition of 666. The one from analog shift is sitting in the box. It's not, I haven't taken any of the, the plastics off or anything, but just a super cool watch. I'm so happy with it. I wear it a ton. I get a lot of compliments on it. 40 millimeters in size, 13 millimeters. It's a perfect size watch. And it actually is a good size for me. And well, we have yeah. a vintage one that we just got the call from our local jeweler that they've uh, done a full maintenance on it, a full yep. overhaul, which I'm a little concerned about <laughs> what that's going to cost because yeah. I think they had to make parts. <gasps> yeah, the the day function was was broken, so they, they had to make parts. But uh, so yeah, we basically have three versions of this of this watch. But there are still some available. So if any of you guys have been thinking about this thing, get it. There's one left on Amazon. 
1300 It Is retails retail for 1495 or... Oh, so that's... Um, I paid retail for the analog shift version. I paid less for the um, the one I got from, from Randy. Um, but there's one left on Amazon. If you go on eBay, there's actually quite a few on eBay that range from 1000 bucks up to retail of 1495 So I think oh, I counted great. 13 that are being sold. A lot of them say they're... Lucky number 13. They're actual <laughs> bull of a divers. Yeah, lucky number 13. Oh, speaking of 13, I have to apologize to some of our listeners when I had said something about the 13th floor in a hotel. And I had said I thought that that was an unlucky number in some countries, oh. in Asian countries. And that's totally incorrect. So I apologize for that. But Yeah, I think it's just unlucky having, here in America. Yeah, having grown up in Hawaii, I, I know that there's no 13th floor in a lot of the Japanese-built hotels. So I just assumed that it was part of the list of so that's, oh, that's, that's a so shout that's out a, to a, a show correction they a oh yeah correct, no no i <laughs> i was totally wrong and i'm i saw i totally recognize that i i own that that's funny so okay, so, okay. sorry i didn't so need there, the sidebar yeah there are a handful of these on ebay they they range again from about a thousand bucks up to full retail so if you're still looking for one of these there are a few left out there in the market so i highly recommend it i love the size the size is great for any wrist size. It, it really is, yeah. It's okay. just, it's very vintage-y feeling in terms of a dive watch. Um, and if you just go to eBay and search Bulova 98C131, that's the reference number, and you'll find those. But uh, anyway, that's the first one. I know, God, I probably took up 20 minutes with that first one. Would watch, you call that a turtle case? It's a cushion case. Cushion so, case, got uh, it. The turtle is basically a cushion. Yeah. But that looks great on your wrist too. Well, I mean, most, I can't wait to see the vintage on your wrist. Most of the most of the Seiko turtles are huge, but this mm-hmm. is this is very tapered and very narrow. It doesn't yep. go out very far past the case, so it it just um, and it's got a bit of a curve to it. It feels like, and it's smaller than even the the mini turtle. It's beautiful. I mean, yep. If you're looking for something like a monster and you just can't pull off that size, I would say um, to my friends with smaller wrists to consider it. Yeah. Anyone with a smaller wrist that's looking for a diver that doesn't just overwhelm your wrist. But again, jump on it quick. There's not many left out there. So once these are gone, that's it. They made 666 of them. That's they're not making any more. You can still get the regular black dial 44 millimeter, but that's gigantic. It's so, big. Yeah. Um, if you like the look of this thing, jump on it now. It is a little expensive, but again, some of these dealers are discounting them. So if you can grab one of those, I say go for it. It's just a, uh, a super watch and I, and we we love both of us so <laughs> so that's my first one you're next shall i do two at a time because it's uh no are just, we good on time okay yeah I'll, I'll shorten the rest of mine that was that was kind of the special one so okay uh i've got four here i'm four more i'm going to talk about and they all have seiko movements in them um two of them are actual seiko watches and two are not and the first one i'm talking about is my one of my older watches that I've had, and it's it's an Invicta. So we've Yay. got <clears throat> shh, like, <laughs> applause now. Um, I know everybody knocks Invicta. Sorry to the Invicta however, haters out there, how, but yeah, I know. But however, whatever. there's a there's a watch for everybody, and they make cool watches. They make cool period. watches. It's an excellent way to get into the hobby of automatic watches and dive watches. And if you just don't have the funds to buy a Submariner, you can get a a homage clone with a Seiko movement in it. So you can't, you can't really knock a Seiko movement. So this particular one that I have is a grand diver. And 
I guess my only complaint is all the all the writing all over it. It says Invicta everywhere. Uh, and on the case, and that drives I me know, crazy. And they don't really have to do that, but it's actually a really pretty watch, and it's a ladies. It's 38 millimeters, so you could it could be a unisex watch, but it's got an abalone dial with um, beautiful dial. It's really actually, cool looking. It's really pretty dial, and it's got the indices at 12.369 are two diamonds, very small, but they are. How thick is it? Here, I'll let you do that. They're they're small diamonds, but they're real diamonds. And then um, are they really? That's cool. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a limited edition. It's got a, a exhibition case back, and it's got the NH35 movement in it. Fifteen and a half thick. It's pretty. With the crystal. It's, it's pretty a thick. thick. It's it, a thick it's one. It's pretty big, but uh, it's got an oyster band and um, a navy blue, not a royal blue, but a, like a na- Russian navy blue um, bezel, and it's got loom. It, the loom's not great. Let's face it. No. Invicta Loom is not so good. Well, that's what you're not paying a ton. I mean, it's no. under $100 for these watches no. and people complain, oh, the loom sucks or I don't like the writing. Well, you're not, it's not like you're paying 500 bucks. No, but it's actually a really smart looking watch and it's, it is. It's great looking diver. I think, um, you know, some people who can't afford watches, period. We have one listener who just got his very first automatic watch and it was a grand diver and he's stoked. He loves it. And, I, and I'm I, so I happy love for that. him. So this is, this is kind of my. This is my swimming watch, actually, one of them. Yeah, you swam in that one yesterday. Yeah, and I and it's it's with the abalone and the color, it's it's got sort of a nautical feel to it, like an ocean feel. Yep. And I wear this one a lot. So um it's got the round indices like on a a submariner. Yep. The round two, four, what, one, two, four, five, et cetera. And um really nice. And it's actually pretty accurate. Well, it's a, it's got a sake of movement. I know. That's the thing. It's not it's like wonderful. it's a super cheapy movement. It's a good movement. And I'll, if you guys are interested in these, if you do, if you just do a search online, there are people that have polished out all the Invicta writing on the side of the case and the big dive helmet on the, on the end link on the bracelet. So it's, it's possible to polish those out. So if you, if, if that's really the thing that you don't like about these, or you just find it so offensive, you can't, you can't spend the money. There are ways to polish that out. So I know guys that have done it. Um, Kaz did a review on on a Grand Diver that's basically a, a Submariner homage. And he, um, lot, he, he really he loved it. It, it was yeah. the first Invicta. He kind of did a fun thing with Invicta. He did that. And then like one of their crazy, you know, the ones, the Invictas that we all love to hate. which Over are, the top. They have the big cables on them. They're just crazy <laughs> over the top <laughs> designs. Some people love them. Some people love them. Uh, but he, he kind of compared the two. But he really loved the Submariner homage. So Well, in this... This one, before I forget, the model number is 23986. And they did make a larger version. So they did make like a 44. I think Vinny's got it, our, our follower Vinny. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So he's got the same watch, but it's larger. And it's it's like the size of your Mickey, I think. Really, really big. Cool. Uh, so this 38 yeah. is a kind of an in-between size for a small, smaller wrist. But I'm really happy with it. It's one of my favorites. I'm telling you, it's if you don't have a lot of money to spend, but you would really like a mechanical watch. Or if watch, you do have money to spend, I mean. Or, or yeah, or if you do have money to spend. Either way, I, there's, yeah, they make some stuff that is not going to be to everyone's liking. They don't always have the best reputation, but these basic divers with the sake of movements, I think they're great watches for the price. I have, I think I have four of them, and one yeah. of them is my Donald Duck bluesy homage and, and yeah they have yeah. licensing you know they've got official licensing with a lot of cartoon characters 
Uh, I think Hello Kitty. I think Hello Kitty. Well, you have the Snoopy that you did on I our, have Snoopy. One of our other What's which in is the Collection as, episodes. Snoopy's as accurate as my Rolexes. Yeah. It's like two seconds. That's a, that's kind of a freak one. But yep. I've got the, and the Donald Duck, and they've got all these, uh, like Popeye and Betty Boop. And if you're really into Disney and characters and things, that Invicta's got a deal with them that's official. Yep. yep. But they're not, there's not a lot of those models left. A lot of their newer ones are quartzes with um, Chinese movements. So I don't know how much inventory is left of the Seiko movement. And I don't know if they have the Disney license anymore because Citizen just signed with Disney and they're doing a bunch of Disney stuff. So I don't know if Invicta oh, has the Disney right. license anymore. So they, Didn't they have one Citizen Disney when we were there two years ago? And it was a Chinese, it was like a they did. seagull it movement. Was, I think it was a seagull movement. Um, and it was really noisy. It was very noisy movement, but Citizen now is doing, I think all the clocks on Main Street and Disneyland and Disney World are all Citizen branded and stuff. And they, it's a big branding campaign with Citizen. So interesting. Yeah. So I don't know if, if any of these other companies still have it, but tough to go wrong, folks. Just, just cool watches. So cool. Okay. Next. Okay. Post haste. <laughs> my second one in my collection, another watch I did a preview piece on for wristwatch review. You guys are probably picking up a theme that when I do a preview piece, I usually end up buying the watch, so it can get expensive for me. But this is a watch with kind of an interesting story. It's an it's the Alpina Alpiner X smartwatch, and it was you're not really a smartwatch guy. I am not a smartwatch guy, um, but love 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 the look of this thing. The way it came about is kind of interesting because you normally think of a Kickstarter or Indiegogo, you know, these these crowdfunding sites as being sites for brand new brands, micro brands, that sort right. of thing. Right, like small companies yep. just starting or so mom Al and pop. Alpina decided they were going to use Kickstarter to launch this watch. And they did it uh, to get input from the community on designs and I'll talk about how that came about but basically it's uh for lack of a better term it's a fiberglass case which is very interesting um but it's a smartwatch it uses uh I think an off the shelf smartwatch movement uh you'll find it in some of the Frederic Constant smartwatches and it's got the you know it's got the typical companion app on for your phone and stuff but I don't use most of the smartwatch features. I don't use any of the, you know, email or text notification stuff. Uh, what I like about it is it's got altitude. It's got a barometer. It's got the first UV index uh, sensor. It's got a temperature sensor, which I don't know how accurate it is. I think because it sits on your wrist, it's going to pick up your body temp. So I think to mm -hmm. get an accurate reading, you need to, you know, take it off the wrist and let it sit for 10, 15 minutes. But just really just some cool some cool uh, useful features useful features so this is like my go-to watch on the boat or which going, we don't have anymore which we don't have <laughs> we sold sold the boat um or going to tahoe with my buddies if we're out fishing any kind of outdoor activity this has become my go-to watch and you said it has altitude it's got altitude which i love um does it get that from your phone no, it's got a it's sensor got a in sensor. here. Okay. So that's what I, yeah, it gets GPS from your phone. So it's got GPS, right. but that comes from the, the connection with the phone. And the temperature is, is solo to the phone no, or to the watch temperatures is in the watch. All the sensors except for GPS are built into the watch. Um, the UV index sensor is the, like I said, I think it's the first of its kind. So 
it'll tell you you're, you've been exposed to this many, uh, I don't know what the measurement is, but you know, this much UV radiation, you know, Hey idiot, put your hat on type thing. Mm-hmm. So that's a heck of a tool watch. It really is. It's a very neat, neat tool watch. I think the Kickstarter price was like 600. They retail for 9.95. And when we, when we did the Kickstarter, anyone who pledged the Kickstarter, we got to design our own watch. So we chose the type, not just the type of band, we got to choose the case color, the bezel color, um, dial, which has got a not. oh, it's got a built-in compass. Another another cool thing. We chose the dial color, the rehot color, the chapter ring, the hands, all that stuff, right? So we did all that, and so you basically made your own custom watch. And then for the retail version, what Al, which which is on sale on the the Alpina website. What Alpina did is they took the most popular designs that were designed by the Kickstarter pledgers, and those are the designs that you can buy on the Alpina website. So mine is pretty darn close. I actually, I think mine is, no, mine's not. So my watch, my design is available with one change. I did the blue case, but I did a black bezel. And the one that you can buy has a blue bezel or a black case, black bezel. They match the, the case to the bezel, but I like the the two different uh, contrasting colors between the case and the bezel. But anyway, just a really fun, cool watch. It's my it's become my my go to kind of outdoor activity watch. Sports. Yeah. Sporty. Yep. I don't use the companion app that much. I'll use it to calibrate the compass and the altitude and stuff. But um, I just it's just a lot. It's just a very cool tool watch if you're an outdoorsy type. So. Highly recommend it. It's again, it's retails for nine ninety five, and we'll provide links to the to the website. Do they make a smaller one yet? They don't. Okay, because I have it's some a friends. Big, big yeah, movement. There's a lot of sensors to pack it all in here, so I I don't know if they can do it smaller without removing some of the the functionality. Basically, I have a hiking friend, Hi Lorraine, who is a big time hiker, and she goes up to altitude a lot of the times, like two thousand and above. And I know she'd probably really appreciate those features, but that is a huge watch. Yeah, it's it's 47 millimeters. <gasps> it's a gigantic watch. Vey. Yeah, and it's pretty thick. Let's see, what's the thickness? Yeah, 14.6. So not as thick as your Invicta, but it, it's a big, beefy watch. So yeah, it, it could be tough for a really small wrist. But uh, then again, if you're doing the out, outdoors thing, you're probably not, you're not you going to care, care that much, the, yeah. right? You just want a tool on your wrist. So. And it's not too terribly heavy. Well, no, it's not too terribly heavy either. No, because it it's a good. fiberglass case, yeah. so it's very, very light. You, you, It's deceptive when you pick it up. You think it's going to be super heavy like my Precisionist. It's <laughs> not. It's very light. So, And I got a couple leather bands for it. I got the rubber, the rubber uh, strap with a deployant clasp, which I really mm. like. Uh, so, yeah, just, just a neat... Fun, very useful, useful tool watch. So that's it. You're next. Okay. Next one is my trusty Seiko 5. Your trusty Seiko 5 that led to your Explorer purchase. Yes. So a couple of years ago, I was really coveting an Explorer 1 because I had really liked the Tudor Black Bay and really liked how they looked with the brown leather bands with them and just really liked that style. And at the time I didn't really, I don't know that we just didn't have the access to one. They were really hard to get. 
What the Explorer the One? Explorer One. Well, it was a lot of money. We didn't. And it have was a lot of money, the and they were, and you know, the newer ones are quite expensive, and they're larger. So, um, I got this uh, Seiko Five. The it's the Seven S Twenty Six movement, so it's a non-hacking, non-winding day date, like uh, all the yeah, other non-manual one. And it's a thirty-seven millimeter, which is a really fantastic size. So I got this, fell in love with it, got the brown Barton band, and the black face with the brown uh, gingerbread color. Band it's such a great it combo really and gave one to my my good friend my hiker friend she fell in love i think i think i might have gotten her started on her watch collecting bug, oh you did yeah you're to blame for i don't it's think her fault. husband likes you very much I, I think he likes me but i don't think he's happy with me yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um it's got the exhibition window which is amazing and it's got a it's got a really nice clasp, deploy it with the side buttons. Mm -hmm. And um, the model number on this particular one, because there's so many. Seiko fives, yeah. So many. They range in price from like 50 or $60 up to maybe 150 depending on some of the color dials and the sizes. Yep. This one's SNK795. And I think they run about $80. And it, you can wear that for any occasion, for dress, as a dress watch, as a sport watch. Uh, you can swim in it. I mean, it's just, they're so functional. You know, it's just a, it's just such a great little watch. It does not have a sapphire crystal. Yeah, not at that price. But you can easily replace it because I know you've replaced the crystal for my friend's watch that I need yeah, to give back to her. Yeah, because her mineral crystal got scratched, so I, yeah. I popped in a she sapphire crystal She wears it crystal a lot. Her. It's her go-to. Yeah. Yep. And um, I actually popped the band off this and put some of my scarves through it. Oh, that's right. I <laughs> forgot about that. really, really good. Yeah. I've done that with a bunch of my watches. Mm -hmm. These little tiny scarves you can get super duper cheap. But you yep. can dress it up. You could put any color band on this watch. And it's such a great gift. I've given a like two or three of these as gifts because it's so versatile. Yeah, they're great size. I think they're great watches. Nice smooth bezel. It's really got that. Um, it's really kind of got that Black Bay Explorer One look. Yep. And I still wear it, even though I do have an Explorer One, a vintage. So it's it's just a great watch. It does unfortunately have those really funky folded <laughs> adjustment <laughs> you, you know those those yeah. weird things you have to buy the special tool for so i don't know what oh, that's called yeah, i'm the sorry fork, they're like fork, little, it's like uh, a little prong. fork shape mm -hmm. pin that holds the links which together. might be better than the post and sleeve i don't know <laughs> they're they're a pain to deal with because you do need a special tool um i mean you can get them out without the tool but you can also wreck them really easily if you don't have the tool so but it's a pretty safe way to um keep your band oh yeah. gosh did i scratch yeah. that no i'm good sorry panicking don't, don't scratch your watch <laughs> <laughs> so i think that's it that's I, All right, cool. I think it's a fantastic watch and it's a great it's a great gift and yep with graduation coming up i think you know young people would young and old alike yep. would like it yeah very cool very all cool. right next okay next show of hands who thinks the zen 140 was the first automatic chronograph in space Okay, I see everyone raising their hands, and I get to tell you, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> so a lot for for many many years. So the the Speedmaster was kind of like the first official moon watch. Yeah, the moon watch, right? Or space watch, chronograph in space, but it's mechanical, right? It's a hand wind right. mechanical. It's not automatic. So for many many years, everyone thought that the Zen 140 
uh, was which was worn by astronaut Reinhard Führer, a uh, German astronaut uh, who went to, uh, I think it was one of the space lab missions in the mid-80s. Uh, he wore the Zen 140, and everyone, for many years, we've all thought that was the first one. In 2007, a picture emerged of um, Colonel Pogue, who was one of the astronauts on Skylab 4. Skylab was the U.S., uh, United States of America's first um, orbiting station. space station, right, that we actually had people on. He was wearing this watch. Uh, this watch is the Seiko 6139-6002, uh, which has come to be known as the Seiko Pogue. This is one of the few vintage watches that I own. I uh, bought this on a two-watch deal from Buying on Time, and we, when we got the, the vintage Bulova, we originally bought this for you. I loved the colors and everything about it. it it's, a, it's, such a, it's got this gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous yellow sunburst dial with a uh, red and blue tachymeter uh, bezel. Just a, a gorgeous uh, chronograph watch. Just has the one subdial, the the thirty minute subdial at six o'clock. No running seconds, but Colonel Pogue had had this watch. He was late in getting receiving his Speedmaster, so he wasn't as familiar with it. So he just, without any approval at all, he took this up with him. And so this was in, mm, it was in the seventies. Let's see, seventy four, I think seventy three or seventy four is when he went up on Skylab four. So this actually beat the Zen one forty by over 10 years as the first automatic chronograph in space. So really neat history. And again, just, it's just such a beautiful piece with this yellow dot. They made the, they made this watch in a lot of different colors, but this one, which came to be known as the Pogue is the most famous because and his watch auctioned off late two thousands, I think for six grand, his actual watch that he took up there. Uh, we paid, I think it was around a thousand for this. I think it so, was less. Might have been a little less, depending on... And this thing is in, like, pristine condition. I mean, absolutely the perfect case condition. The crystal and... Although, Everything there's something gorgeous. up with it right now, I think, you said. Well, it needs servicing. Yeah, it Yeah, because uh, our buddy didn't... And he told me straight up he had not serviced it. Right. Um, but, uh, it, like, the the date... The, the, the crown sticks a little bit that you used to set the day, date, and the, and the time. So... So uh, it's sweet, going in for service. It just needs a basic <laughs> service. So Rand Tracer buys that for me and it's too big. Yeah, it just, it's, it's so just big too big. It's just wrist. really the, the, lugs the shape out. of the case and the lugs. And it just ended up being really big for you. And so I stole it and I'm, it's awesome. It looks great. I love on it. You. I absolutely love it. I actually, we have a friend down the road who has a friend and I was at a, a little party at their place and their friend was wearing one and he's a really big man, very tall and very, you know, large circumference wrist and he was wearing one. It, it looked, um, perfect on him. So yep. it's a, definitely a big case. So if you're, if you're a big person, that's a good watch. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's very iconic. I, I hate that term iconic, but it really is. I mean, it's, it's got a lot of great history. I love anything to do with space. You know, I've got the Bulova lunar pilot, which was taken up. Uh, I forget by, by who, but anyway, it was, you know, that's got a history of space. I've got a Speedmaster and now this one. So it's, it's just really fun. It's neat to learn about these things. There's definitely um, a cult following. It's yeah. More than a cult following. I mean, it's a, it's a, you know, definitely a, a coveted piece in the vintage world and to find one in this great a shape, it's, it's getting harder and harder. Um, I've seen them out there as 
for as little as 600 but they need a lot of tlc so you know but if that's what you can afford get it and then over time get it get it you know kind of cleaned up yep. some guys like the like the thrashed look i like them to look brand new and this one basically <laughs> looks brand new so uh, really fun vintage piece and again you guys know i'm not really the vintage person in this i'm definitely this the vintage, pair yeah. you are the vintage lover but uh, i'm vintage I, I do. <laughs> besides you being vintage you besides love me vintage being watches. a relic um yeah so that's it's it's a fun a fun piece and one of the few vintage pieces that i own that i just absolutely love so so that's it you're next cool. what's our lapse time are we gonna are we gonna be oh we're totally cool we're we right at about an hour so oh, a little over okay. an hour we're good excellent um it's funny that our podcast started out as 30 minutes i know and now it's like hard to cram it into an hour and a half yeah okay this is uh my next piece is uh fairly new to the watch world trasca free diver and the the uh, movement in it is the NH thirty eight. Yep. Three hand. Yeah. So the no date Seiko no yeah. automatic. Very easy to set. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. Um. And it's forty millimeters, which normally some people would think it'd be pretty large for a smaller wrist. But it's but a diver. It looks. It great. really does look great. And I I got the silver bezel, uh, the stainless bezel on purpose so that it blends in with uh, the band and doesn't look as large. Cause I think that the darker bezels make it give you, give you a little bit more larger feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. And this has the mint dial and I've seen a lot of the mint dials online worn by men. So I think pastels can totally be any gender. Yep. And the, the hands are really beautiful. It's got a, uh, they're like almost like leaf style. It's like leaves or petals, like flower petals yep. elongated yep. And the second hand goes all the way out to the markers and the loom is fantastic. It glows all night. Yeah. He so did I can a, tell time all night. John, John Mack is the owner of Trasca watches and this is their first, his first effort. And I just am really impressed. Just done a great job with it. I actually ended up buying that limited gray dial that he did. I got the black, the black um, I got the fully loom black sapphire bezel. Yours is the stainless. Yeah. But, uh, and he uses a hardening process on the case and the, and the uh, bracelet. So, except this bezel did not except have it. For, they, there were some issues with the bezel, minute. with the stainless bezel, but the rest of it, the case and the and the bracelet is actually hardened. And so, for the the price, I mean, well, you get a. I think they're about five hundred bucks for these watches, but you're getting a hardened watch. You know, you usually spend a lot more. Zinn is is famous for their tegumented, you know, hardened cases, but it's impossible to scratch the the case or the bracelet Zin? on this thing. The Zin one for yeah S I N the German oh, oh, brand oh, oh right and they do they're they're pretty <clears throat> famous for doing the hardened uh, hardened cases well so, and you know I wear this you you can vouch for me I wear this a lot and oh you wear it a ton I don't have a single scratch on that bezel so I don't no. think no nope. I don't really even see I'm inspecting it right now but um yeah because the bracelet's all hardened so it's it's gonna yeah, be it's, really it's tough really to scratch pretty. it and the and the buckle is great because it's got the fold over. Yeah, lock the fold over and a class. side um, pinch. It's actually got, um, oh, I still got some stickers on here. Look at that on the inside <laughs> of my buckle. Um, it's got some detailing. Uh, what do you call that again? Oh, it's almost like an engine turned or yeah. a perlage or mm -hmm. on the inside of the clasp, like you would see on a dashboard of a stainless steel, yeah. like MGB or something. Yeah. It's really nice. So this is one of my favorites. I swim in it a lot because I trust it. Yep. It's got a nice screw down crown and it looks good on anybody. 
yeah, it, it's a fantastic watch, and that's why I ended up getting one too. I love the gray dial. And again, um, reliable Seiko movement. Yeah, tough to beat, right? <clears throat> so, yeah, Traska. I I can't wait to see what John comes up with next. I mean, we we really love these, and it's going to be an exciting brand to watch. So, looking forward to seeing what he comes up with next. All right, okay, that, your that's turn. it. All right, so my next one. Back in 2016, so Oris Diver 65 has been there, the really very, very, very popular dive watch from from Oris in the last few years. And in 2016, they came out with a special version called the Carl Brashear, and it was their first uh, bronze cased watch. And just the base, it was it was a basic Diver 65 size. I think it was a 42 or 43 millimeter. They might have upsized it by a millimeter, um, but three-hander beautiful blue dial and then the the full bronze case and the bronze bezel uh they made a thousand of them and they sold out really quick very limited edition for those of you that don't know carl Bashir um is famous for being the first uh, african-american master diver in the u.s navy and he went through some hardship too he had an accident a diving accident lost i think it was the right leg from the knee down um, and got his master diver certification after that happened. So he just, I mean, the guy was a, a bad Exceptional. A. Yeah, he was yes. awesome. Really amazing, amazing man. And so Oris had released this this uh, Diver 65 bronze version to honor, to honor him. Well, early last year, they came out with a chronograph version with the Salida, I think it's the 510 movement, um, 43 millimeters, Again, all bronze. Uh, they made 2,000 of this one. So they made twice as many of the chronograph. And y'all know I'm not not a big bronze guy. I don't like the aged patina look. I like my, my watches to look clean, brand spanking new. <laughs> so I never considered it. I, I really like the look of it. Well, last year when we were at Couture and we went watch shopping, I think we you have got talked, your Cartier. You've done a wrist check with this before. I, I have done a wrist yeah. check for this. Um, we were at Torno and saw. I saw this, and I'm, I, I, it was like I gotta have it. I, it's just gorgeous, gorgeous watch, and uh, I just keep it clean. You know, I Tarnex it, keep it nice and clean mm-hmm. and shiny. It comes in a really beautiful box too. Yeah, it comes in a nice box, and uh, it's it's been not quite as popular. I don't think as a three hundred because it was more expensive. I think I paid around five thousand for that, something like that. Um, but just a, a super cool watch. Pretty big again at forty three, but uh, love it. Have, I've had a lot of fun with it. Unfortunately, it did have to go back to Oris. It uh, it wouldn't reset the chronograph, so that got resolved. So I was without it for quite a while, and it's really pretty. Happy I to like have it back, and I wear it. Wear it. Uh, it's actually funny enough. It's kind of become my Sunday watch. I had it on this morning, but because I wanted to do, I wanted to use it as one of the uh, what's in the collection watches <laughs> today. I, I put the Vinacci on. But for some reason, I just <clears throat> Seiko Saturday. So Saturday is my Seiko day. And for some reason, I just go to this thing on Sunday uh, pretty much every week. So Everyone has their little habits. Yeah, and this, that <laughs> happens to be mine. So right now I've got it on a Toxic NATO's uh, Ragna, Magnum rubber strap. It comes on a leather strap. And uh, it's, you know, going with my theme today of sports, sports style watches. The leather just didn't do it for me. It's very vin- it's a vintage leather with the stitching on it. It looks cool. I, I think it's really pretty personally. It looks great. I like it a but lot. But you're not going to swim in it, right? It, no, it takes you... a little bit of the sportiness away. 
So I've tried it on some different bands and kind of landed on this one. And it's, you know, it's got the, it's a very sporty band with uh, the rectangles cut out of the, out of the strap. So anyway, it's, it's been on this Toxic Natos for quite a while. Matches the blue dial perfectly. It does. It does. That's a nice combo. It, it really is. Yeah. And it just kind of lends that sporty feel to it. So haven't I haven't swum with it yet? It's a hundred meter water resistance. I really should, since it's uh, in honor of one of the most famous divers of all time. So I probably should swim with this. Maybe I'll do that today. There you go. So that's starting to warm up in these in this neck of the woods. Yep. So so that's number four for me. Okay, my turn. Yep. So my next one, and I've done wrist checks with this before. Uh, it's nineteen seventy two Seiko Belmatic which you can find a lot of them online. They range from very different, you know, various levels of quality as far as how beat up they are. Um, this one, I got really lucky because I'd, I'd bid on so many and got outbid and most of them ended up going for 250 and above. This one, it was, it looked pretty rough. And I ended up getting it for $110 or $112. You got a smoking deal on that. Thing. And it's blue. I mean, I had been hoping for a white uh, dial, but the blue, that I, th- I believe they made more of. So mm-hmm. this is the one that has the integrated uh, band. Very much like the Rolex Oyster Quartz case and bracelet. So this looks Except a lot... Except it's an integrated bracelet. So it's you, integrated. You can't, you can't replace you it. You can't do it. But, it. but the bracelet's in good shape. So mm-hmm. we bought it. We got it home. You put it in the ultrasonic cleaner like six times. The bracelet was six. horrendous. Someone really wore this a lot, mm-hmm. which was really cool. So it came out in a lot of arm cheese. <laughs> oh, gross. A lot of arm cheese on that one. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't, I didn't have to hear that. I can't unhear that now. No. Um, so we, we got it serviced. It came back looking even better because yep. they polished the crystal and it looks brand new and it's, it's such a great little watch. I, I believe, I don't know what the movement is called. It's 1972, whatever they use. So we haven't popped it open recently to write down right. what the movement is, but it's a, a day date, non-hacking, non-winding, but it's got the separate bell alarm you can set. And I actually use this a lot. If I have to be somewhere and I don't want to forget what time it is, or if I have to feed somebody out in the barn, I'll set it and I can give you a little sample of what the alarm sounds like. It won't you, wake you up. You have to up. wind the alarm separately, right? Yes. It's got a separate spring. You do. And then it's got a, um, sep- you know, your crown operates your alarm. And the rotating bezel. Yeah, so the bezel rotates. Let's see here if I can get this. And that's how you set the alarm time, right? With the rotating bezel? Mm-hmm. And then you wind the alarm with the crown. Mm-hmm. There we go. That's really interesting. Okay, so listen closely, folks. If you're sleeping, it won't wake you up. But if you're... It might, if you're a light sleeper. Ready? That's so cool. I keep saying you should take it to work. And when you're at a meeting... Have it go off. Sorry, I got to leave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was that? That was my alarm. Yeah, that's my alarm watch. But, um... My mechanical alarm watch. It's 38 millimeters, fits great, very comfortable. I would not swim in this. I, we wouldn't swim in any of our vintage I don't pieces. Really, yeah, no, because you just don't know. Now, you bought a second one. I did. White dial. That's pretty trashed. 
It is. So we're we're going to take it in for service. It's a little rougher looking. But um, it doesn't have the integrated bracelet, so you could put any bracelet or yeah, thing it's that you a want slightly different case. Uh, but I believe still it's newer. Same movement. So yeah, we're going to get that one serviced and then put put something on it. Put some kind of a NATO or something. And actually, but, you did a video on our channel, our YouTube channel, about this watch and yep. and some facts about the Seiko Bellmatics and that they were the first, I believe they were the first automatic bell alarm watches made. They, yeah, they were the there first were, automatic. I believe. There are luxury brands that have made them back in the 70s also, but I, I, I think... I think Seiko's the first. I could be wrong, but we I think we double-checked. Did we fact-check that? Because some people have said, oh, no, this was the first, and I think Seiko was the first. I don't know. Let's fact-check that. But, yeah, if you go to our – if you go to either the website, you can go to the website, just search for Seiko, uh, or go to our YouTube channel, and you can – I did a, a video on it and did the alarm and kind of showed how, how it gets it. set and stuff. It's a – it's a 4006 dash something is the reference number on that one. I don't know this, the last four. There's a lot of numbers on this on the back to mm-hmm. identify. But yeah, super cool watch. I'm looking forward to getting the white one repaired because then we can both have that one to wear, which would be fun. Is that more of a turtle? No, that's not a turtle. It's um, no, it's, I think it's kind it's of the more same like this one case shape, but it just doesn't Similar. have integrated lugs. Yeah. So, all right. Well, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm do done. my last one. Okay. I debated whether to do this one, and most of you know we have this. Um, but to go along with my sport kind of chronograph dive watch theme, uh, this is the Rolex Submariner. Now we, oh, something we didn't announce today, we sold the bluesy. Yes, that is news. That is news. We uh, we asked you all on Instagram what you thought, and it was pretty close to 50, 50. I think it was 60, 40 in favor of selling versus keeping, but it, we just weren't wearing it much. It's the two-tone blue dial Submariner. It's pretty fragile for the kind of lifestyle we have as far as yeah the gold scratches animal. really easily yeah. so anyway we it, it ended up working out really well we sold it to someone and just fabulous the people. story behind it was wonderful and we're very happy that left the building last weekend mm-hmm. uh, about a, a week ago yesterday so this is the newer maxi case you know just standard black no date submariner um i was at devon's and i think you've told this story before i, I probably have i was in picking up the boulevard i don't know if it was when i got it no it was when i was picking it up and they had this and i'm like okay it's a stainless steel sub i wasn't looking for one it's not a watch that i that i really coveted or that i was on a waiting list for or anything but they just happened to have it and they sold it to me and it's it quickly became one of my favorite watches it's just i had been recovering from surgery so i was <laughs> drug drugged yeah, you were I had drugged. no idea what was going on while, while I was home It was a bit of a surprise to you. It was. Uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to be allowed back in the house, but <laughs> you liked it. the first time it, you've so. ever done anything like that. So. Yeah, uh, but I just jumped on it, and I, I love it. I mean, it's I, I like, wear it every night because the it's the best loom of anything in my collection. I like it, too, except you did. we used to share it because the adjustable buckle made it so that I could wear it on the tightest. Yeah, it and you wore it on the loosest, adjust. and then you added a, a Lincoln, so I haven't been able to wear it, and I kind of miss wearing it. Yeah, well, I'll probably go ahead and, and a little take a link out and just set it up for you for a while, because it's with if I take a link out and make it so we can both wear it, on some days it's just so brutally tight, even on the, the biggest setting for my wrist that I wasn't able to wear it, so that's why I How are you able to wear it for in, so long like that? 
It wasn't for so long. I think I did that for two or three weeks and then added one back in, but I can certainly add another back in if you want to wear it for a while. Um, I don't like the maxi case as much as the older style slender lugs with it's the almost, smaller indices. It's almost like a different watch. It really is. It, it really feels does. much bigger than the 40 millimeters that it is. I think it resembles the Sea Dweller now. Yeah. Well, they all went to the maxi case and I, I just, I mean, the bluesy felt a lot smaller and you could wear that. Oh, no that, problem. I, it was perfect. This size. one looks a lot bigger on you, even though they're both technically 40 millimeter the, watches. The but lugs are huge. They're very wide and it does make a big difference in how this watch wears. It looks fine on my seven and a half inch wrist, but it's, mm -hmm. it looks thin on you too. It's well, not it is, a very, it is a thin watch, it's a very thin watch, but, uh, I can see why these are so popular. I mean, it really, it just melts into your wrist like butter and uh, obviously has the, the quality of the Rolex, but it's just, it's just such a good looking watch and well, it's just it matches, got that great bezel action. I mean, it, it is it a wonderful, a lot, wonderful too. watch. Yeah. And you can wear it. You could wear this in a board meeting, which I'll never be in a board meeting, but you could wear this in a board meeting. You can wear it scuba diving, whatever. I mean, just for anything, right? It's, it could easily be. If someone told me you have to get rid of all but one of your watches, this would be a top contender as the only watch. And that being said, if you can't afford the brand, you Lots get an of homage. homage. There's Tons so many, homages. and it's it's such a popular style, and that's why there are so many homages of it. So yeah. don't yeah. feel like you're not going to have a great watch if you can't buy the Rolex. There's yeah. lots of things out there that are that yeah. will suit people. It That ceramic bezel is really pretty, mm, too. It's amazing. Yeah. They just really... I wish they made a smaller one. Did a wonderful one. job. Well, we were hoping for a 38 this year at Basel. It didn't happen. I don't know if it'll ever happen, but it would be cool to see. Because all the women's watches are definitely girly. Yes. Yeah. You know, Tudor did their Black Bay 34. Tudor. And they have a 36. Tudor is... Well, and the, the Black Bay 58 36. is a 39 millimeter, I think. And I love that thing. I mean, our Machak, our Red Bar Sack leader has the black bay 58 and one of our new members just picked one up and i love that watch i love everything about it the colors the size the thickness uh, it's been very difficult to get hopefully that'll change the, but uh the 36 i had tried on in las vegas and it actually seemed a little bit bulky for me i know well, a lot of girls that like that's it that's not it a dive a watch right bulk. it doesn't have a it's more of a it's more of the um like an explorer, explorer style one. yeah so when you found that 36 explorer for me or 37 yeah. i was pretty that's a really good size there's a lot of watches that size so yeah but i think if they did the sub in a 38 it would bring a lot more people into the the rolex camp but i could be wrong but uh or are you making notes in your mm -hmm. your journal there I'm journaling. so that's it that is my five watches for what's in the collection okay we've, we've, number three so you've got one more i've got one more and this is not with the seiko uh theme yep. but i did do a watch fast i did my first watch fast and i wanted to try this because what's a watch fast for those that don't know we've talked about it before but what is that wearing a watch for one month no you can't wear any other watch in your collection you wore just that watch there were a couple of times when i might have bent the rules a little based on safety because i took it off to do certain things so and you don't shower you didn't shower no, in it. i don't shower um and the watch fast came about uh it was oh, originated and i did try on other watches to size them when i got right. them uh, it was originated, uh, again, with our, our friends, Mike and Kaz at Two Broke Watch Knobs. They came up with that very early on in their, their podcast several years ago and such a fun, cool idea and not as easy as you might think if you're a watch collector with a, 
with a big collection. Um, I actually found it pretty easy to wear this watch well, for a month. This is a that fantastic one. I watch. would say is not so, not super tough. But and I and I have put pictures online, but this is the Omega Speedmaster Thirty Eight, and it's the Orbis edition. And you don't see a lot of them around, like in the eighties. That was your anniversary present. This it year. was you. You bought this for me. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of because I'd been talking about it, and you have taken over the sub. So <laughs> you, I think you were being extra nice and I, I really appreciate it because it's a great you know an anniversary is a special thing so but this one it is slightly different because it has a panda sub dial lighter light blue uh, it's got a darker it's got a, a blue bezel blue blue face and the sub dials are light blue and it's uh it's actually made to celebrate orbis in-flight surgical eye hospital Talk, and, talk a little bit about that and why it matters so to you. I, why it matters is when I was a young lady in my 20s, I worked at an airline that helped procure parts and set up one of their, I think it was their second plane. I think it was second, DC-10. And I was very lightly involved, not very involved, but nonetheless involved. So I was aware of what it was. And then uh, a fantastic doctor of mine back in the Bay Area, he actually worked on uh, the flying hospital, he actually spent time as a surgeon. So it, it has sentimental value to me. And Omega actually donates proceeds for each watch to Orbis, and they actually provide each teddy bear to their patients. And a lot of their patients are children. So they go to countries all over the world who can't afford basic eye care. And their goal is to alleviate blindness and things that we take for granted that we have here a lot of countries don't and it's causing people to be blind for just small things so they're going out and doing amazing things and that is really cool it is and it's a and beautiful proceeds lot. from this go to that right? yeah a that's, what I, proceeds, that's what yeah. I said yeah. yeah and they do every teddy bear so if you if you want to go on the omega site it talks all about it. it's really special love so, the teddy bear um the counter the counter yeah, the second the that's so cool. but it's um it's a very comfortable watch i've been wearing it at night I sleep in it. The loom is fantastic. I mean, all the great things about a Speedmaster 38. And it's, uh, I believe they have three or four different models of the Orbis in other styles. I think they have a Constellation. Oh, okay. And I can't remember each one. But um, I love that Omega has done their Speedmasters in that size. And some of them are blinged out with diamonds. But they've, they've also just taken the regular Speedmaster models and shrunk them like the black um, yep. the classic black one, like yep. a, like a reduce. So 38 of that. And they've got some other colors, but I'm surprised I haven't seen this more because a lot of men love blue and it's, it's really stunning. I mean, the, the other, I know. I the am other su I'm surprised as well. The other blue dial they have on there has the dark blue, uh, bezel insert and all light, uh, shiny mm. dial. And it's stunning. I had a tough time choosing, but I picked this yeah. for what it represents and the fact that if they don't eat. So, I think, you know, if you, if you buy this, not only are you going to have a great watch, but you're supporting a cause. Yep. So tough to beat that. Yeah. So I've been, so when I got it, I was so excited to get it. I wore it for a week straight and I thought, you know what? I'm going to do a watch fast. And I actually have been wearing it after I wore the new, uh, SKX mod that you gave me the day mm -hmm. after I broke my walk, my fast. You didn't break it. You reached I stopped the it. end of I your watch it. fast. Yeah. And, uh, I actually had put it back on because I wear it all night and I can, it glows. So it's, 
and it's comfortable and it matches. You know, the one, the only thing about a watch fast is you kind of miss your other pieces. Mm-hmm. And, um, if it's a, if it's a unique watch with a, a distinctive color, you tend to have to gear all your clothing towards it. But right. if it's, if you wear a lot of jeans, you're totally fine with this watch, which you do, which so, I do. Yeah. But, um, I don't wear a lot of green. So like if it would have been green, it would not have worked for right. me. Right. Yeah. That's no, a neat watch. I love it. So I highly cool. recommend it. Cool. Well, I can't, you know, I can't think of anything else about a watch fast, except that it, it really makes you appreciate the watch you're wearing because you notice more details in it every day and your wrist gets used to it. And then you also learn to appreciate all your other watches. The rest of your collection. You yeah. really do. Yep. You start thinking about them and you're grateful for what you have. So. Yep. No, it's a, it's a fun thing to do. I highly recommend uh, to anyone to give it a shot and. I can and if, s- if you let Mike and Kaz know that you did it, you get added to their list of those that have completed the watch fast. There's a list? Is, they actually have a list. From what Kaz tells me, they have a running list of people that have finished wow. the watch fast. You should tell them you did it. Oh, I've been tagging but, uh, them like crazy. Okay, so then he knows. But yeah, they, they actually keep a running list, which is kind of fun. So Well, and I think this could easily be, a you know, I like that topic of one watch collection back in the day people had one watch and you wore a watch. Yeah. And that was your watch. My yep. dad had one watch. Yep. So... I could see this being a one watch. A lot of a lot of the ones we have, we could. Absolutely. But I, yeah. you know, this is this is a little unique though, because this is a really this is not as far as budget. This is on the higher end of the budget compared to all right. the other ones that we talked about. So that you talked about. that I that I talked about because mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to keep a theme of affordable. But right. so uh, it's um, it is not a chore to wear. You know, I appreciate this. I trying to be humble. Yeah, yeah. So, it wasn't difficult to do no. the, the watch fast with this one. No, 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 not at all. It, but it went still a lot really of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, I think we shared some fun watches. We shared 10 watches with you guys today, plus our wrist check watches. Uh, hopefully that gives you, hopefully it gives you guys a better idea of what we're about. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if we, we don't really have a theme to our collecting. We, we well, just, variety. we just buy stuff that we like, yeah. period. Uh you know, a lot of people say, uh, if you just buy stuff you like, you don't have, you're not thoughtful about it or whatever. And I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I, mean, I can see the point. And we, we have slowed down our purchasing. We think more about what pieces we buy. But I don't really have any pieces that I regret buying. I mean, I, I love everything that we've bought. So we've got, we've got a really diverse collection. And mm-hmm. you, you can collect on any budget. Absolutely. You can collect yeah. more on a low, lower budget. Well, it just depends. More styles. On, it just and, depends, yeah. but yeah, you don't. You can be a. I don't like to define. I don't like to have this narrow definition of what collector means. If you if you collect watches or if you buy a lot of different watches, you're as far as I'm concerned, you're a collector. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. You don't have to focus on one specific thing, or it doesn't have to well, be just high end stuff. Some people buy all um, specific Seikos. Some have specific Panerai. Of course, you, you can absolutely do that. What I'm saying is, you don't have to do that. To me, you're still a collector because you love something. You're buying a bunch of different versions of it. You're collecting something, period. I mean, if you look at the definition of what collecting means, it, you don't have to focus on any one thing. No, and some people say, oh, don't don't buy this brand. or And we, we've talked about this so many times. It's uh, We've yep. kind of beat it to death. But We have. Um, quartz or automatic. Like the, the Hamiltons we got in, their, their quartz. We talked about that. And yep there's a budget for everything. And I'm starting to see, I'm starting to understand a little more about the value in quartz where 
you can spend more money on the casing and some of the other aspects of a watch and keep the cost down. So it's, I'm appreciate, I'm starting to appreciate that a little more. I think we've always appreciated quartz and we've been very clear what we don't like is when a, a high end, usually they're high end designer brands. They design a watch specifically for women and overprice it maybe over they yeah. put a cheap quartz movement in it and charge way too much i i don't like that but but there, like there you're are... not seeing the value in the rest of the watch that's the correct thing, is if if yeah. the value is in the rest of the watch i can see the trade-off but when you start just pricing it higher yeah and i don't like it they just take a men's design make it smaller slap a bunch of diamonds on it and yank the mechanical and put a quartz in it i'm not a fan of that but that's just me and you, you you're not a fan of it either but but in general, I mean, you can collect what you could just be a quartz collector too. Quartz, there's some awesome quartz watches out there. I'd buy a quartz Grand Seiko, and those are expensive, you know, two, three thousand dollars for a quartz watch. But if you've ever seen a Grand Seiko quartz movement, they're gorgeous. I mean, they are absolutely beautiful. They're works of art. There's a they have their own specific quartz crystals that they use. They're highly accurate. So it just depends on the watch. But it's a different technology. It is technology. That's it. It's basically. just a different technology. So, well, I think it's that time. We're coming up. We're past an hour and a half, so it's okay. probably time to wrap. I this think sucker. I've got some friends outside that need to be let out of barns and things. Yeah, it's time to to do ranch stuff. But uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope it gave you a little bit more insight into the types of watches we enjoy, and and uh, we'll probably be doing more of these. We have a pretty extensive collection, so you'll probably see more. But um, And as you know, life gets in the way. We've been super busy, lots of work. We really are going to try to get back Some to weekly. health stuff for me, yeah, which is... We, uh, we miss doing this every week, and hopefully, yeah. hopefully we'll get back to it. So just my normal reminders, make sure you're following us on Instagram. It's at Love and Watches. Don't forget to tag us and or use the Love and Watches hashtag, because if we choose your your photo your watch photo to regram because we do we're getting back to our weekly regrams as well you're automatically entered into a contest that will probably take place every six months or so mm-hmm. uh oh and-, and speaking of of little presents i when i was first posting my watch fast of the omega mm-hmm. i just did some macros to see if people could guess what it was and the first person who guessed was gts Derek. so oh, yeah. uh, and we have kind of some ideas of what we're going to do as a little you're gift. Gonna, you're so, going to get something, dude. We're not yeah, sure what it is yet. Yeah. <laughs> but for being the we person promise. to guess that you are going to get something. Yeah, so. so we're working on a couple of things. Yeah, and we've got some giveaways coming up in the near future. And check te- uh, excuse me, check out the YouTube channel. We're going to be putting some more videos up there, uh, some video reviews and stuff. So I'd like to yeah, do an just... unboxing of the Venacci's. Well, if... Maybe not an unboxing, but we're going to definitely do a video review of the Alexander mm-hmm. Vanacci's really well, they, neat brand. They did come in nice boxes, so I may yep. I may do the style that my friend's five-year-old does when she does her play unboxing that it's just an absolute riot. So oh, it might be, hilarious. we might just have a little fun with that. Here's the directions. Very <gasps> important. You spoiled it. <laughs> I had to say it because she's so cute. It. <laughs> she's so fun to watch. Okay, Leah, there you go. But... um <laughs> Yeah, so watch for more stuff coming up on YouTube and, and make sure you're following us. If you guys have ideas for shows, you can reach us at admin at loveandwatches.com. Um, 
and we're just really appreciative of you listening. We always say that, but we, we enjoy doing this and excited to get back to doing this on a weekly basis. Well, and I have to say when I met Jason at Red Bar and he said, I mentioned something about our podcast because I wasn't really talking about it. He's like, oh, what podcast? I said, oh, it's called Love and Watches. And he's like, you're Love and Watches? And it was, uh, it was, it was really sweet. That's so fun. I don't really think of us as being out there no, and recognized, but fun. in the, you know, just to have someone know the show, <laughs> be excited about it was really cute. And it gets us excited and stoked to do this even more. So, and um, it is our hobby. So it's something we do together. And yeah, and it's important to let us know what you guys think. So whether it's via email or direct messaging, uh, give us a rating. You know, it's very important, especially on iTunes. Most of our listeners listen to us on iTunes and it's very important for you guys to give us a rating. I know it's and so write silly to have to review. ask about that, but they their algorithms are. Yeah, but if you just take a couple minutes to rate us and, and write up a, a very quick review on what you think of the show, it really helps us and and it'll help bring more people into the Love and Watches family because it's going to improve. You know, if someone searches for watches on YouTube, it's going to help us get out there more. So definitely give us a review. We've actually we had one or two requests of topics that they that someone wanted to explain to us. So we need to look at that because I know we've been busy for a while, but we do have uh, we do know that sometimes we get some direct messages and people mm-hmm. ask, you know, can you discuss this and that? So we're we haven't forgotten. We're just yeah, we just we get them all on the list. And now that we're getting back to weekly, we're going to be able to hit more of that. So um, so yeah, so. This has been episode 26, but look for us again in a week for episode 27. We're going to try. We're going to give it our best shot to get back on a regular schedule. And again, thanks for listening. This is Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day for sure to all the mothers out there. Again, it's been fun recording today. So uh, with that, I am Ranch Racer. And I'm Perpetual Girl. And we will see you guys for episode 27. Thanks again for listening. Bye-bye. Later. Later.